The following program is a presentation of Jazz Sports. Hello again, everyone. This is Jeremy. This is Alex. And we're here with another edition of Two Minute Warning, the fast-paced, fun NFL, not AAF-based <laughs> podcast anymore. Yeah, right. We'll get into that pretty quickly, yeah, shortly. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you can hear us now, we know that you're listening. And we've got a lot to talk about today. Yeah. Um, There's but, a whole bunch of stuff, even though it's the off-season and nothing's really happening. Yeah. We've, we've had a, a few weeks between podcasts, and we've got a build-up of topics that we're just burning to get into. Yeah. Um, but before we do, I just want to let you know quickly about what's happening on our next episode. Yeah. Uh, the draft is looming. We yeah. haven't got long left. And actually, we're going to do a draft special in which we will devote each of the two minutes in our podcast to picking draft picks for the 32 teams that, that are drafting. That sounds exciting and long, but t- 32 teams, two minutes, that's 64 minutes. Yeah. So it's going to be a little longer than, than our usual But you never know. Maybe, maybe some get whistled dead because, like, we that's true. We don't have to spend the whole two minutes. It might be just uh, this. This team gets this guy. That's easy. Move, move on. on and yeah. Then we, yeah. So maybe. But if you like that, you want to know about, it, especially if you're in fantasy teams, because I have a massive fantasy kind of like tilt towards things and whether people will be relevant. Yeah. In their rookie season. There's a lot of that in the draft and really trying to predict. Yeah. What what kind of? Because last year they were looking like Saquon Barkley. Will he be good? Answer: Yes. Of course. Um, but not everyone does not everyone pans out no they don't so there'll be those sort of questions yes and we'll cover all of that next week so you can look forward to that yes Uh, but for today let's get straight into our first topic the sad sad news that uh, unfortunately the the (laughs) alliance of american football without finishing their inaugural season (laughs) have suspended all operations they haven't officially shut down but let's be completely frank and say with two minutes on the clock that they're done right yeah the whole thing is done so i am very sad about this because we were actually talking about it during the season we were loving it yes we're absolutely loving it i I think that might have been clear from the the amount of time we gave it on this podcast oh my goodness Uh, i mean aside from the fact that it was the only well the only game in town that we could talk about yeah I mean, that was one reason. But the other reason was we genuinely liked it. Yeah, I actually enjoyed the quality of football. You know, for something that was ultimately a bit, not amateur, but, you know, kind of a, a, a league to, a division to it kind of kind concept. kind of sub-pro, yeah. You know, there was a, you know, passes go the wrong way and things get dropped and blah, 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 blah. But it still was a high quality. The whole look of it, the kind of halftime show kind of, you know, the talk and the punditry, they all seemed to be good. Yeah, but... it was getting slicker and slicker as the weeks rolled on. And I remember and you the saying... the play was getting better as the weeks rolled on it as was, well. especially for my fighting Apollos. For the first time I ever pick a team and then it just the whole thing... It's like, Alex can't possibly support a winning team. We need to make sure that this... Like, what can we do? Let's just get rid of the entire league. But <laughs> what I discovered was, I think t- when we were talking... I was saying, I can't wait for next year. And you said, well, they might not come back next year. And I said, oh, they'll definitely come back next year, I said, naively. Yeah. But it was worse than that because they never even finished. That's right. And actually, they were done before we released our last podcast, I believe. Oh, I my. believe we recorded, they were done, we released the podcast, and that it's, was that. It's just, you know, and I heard it was an email that just went out and it was just like, that's it, we're done. Didn't even get that far. No. Oh. No, it was just rumour at first. The media outlets picked it up. And that and then was the a game. A few days later, they finally posted the information on the website that it was done. Will it ever come back, Jeremy? I, I don't think they can now. Like, Will it ever come up in future years? Will anybody want to do this again? 
Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. The XFL is looming for next year. Uh, hopefully that will come strong, but who knows? I don't think the AAF can come back from this. Not in this form. No, uh, especially no. not with the same financial backers or lack of the power. No, no, no. It's done. It's done. It's time. It's done like that time is done. Okay, well, fair enough. Well, I mean, still on the AAF, as a result of the loss of the AAF, we have got a lot of disenfranchised players in every sense of the word that um, now have nowhere to go. I mean, a lot of them weren't, well, some of them weren't all that good anyway, but a few, Jeremy, were yes. actually reasonably decent. Are there any players that have managed to successfully find homes in the NFL? Yes. Good. Whistle it dead. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, a few of the guys that we've spoke about fairly regularly and uh, were stalwarts of our fantasy teams, much oh, yeah. as they were. Um, so the main, the main ones to talk about are... Uh, the Eagles have gone a bit nuts. They've signed Charles Johnson, Luis Perez, and Greg Ward Jr., who each were fine. Now, I don't remember Greg Ward Jr., but Charles Johnson was a... I want to see he was a... Is he a wide receiver? Is he, running, he was a wide receiver. Wide receiver for the Apollos. Correct. Yes. Um, and he was the AAF's leading receiver. Yeah, he was great. So it stands for a reason that he would go to a team. Um I, I like that signing. Obviously, the Eagles work, need people to, to receive for them. But I, I think I like the Luis Perez move a little bit more. Yes. Being that they've got rid of um, Nick Foles. Yeah, now, he's gone. Uh, unfortunately for him. Uh, he's gone to the Dolphins. No, he hasn't. He's Who's gone, gone to the Jaguars. Oh, that's it. The Jags. Who's gone to the Dolphins then? Oh, no, they've lost Tannehill. They, I'm all over the place. magic. That's it. God, so many moves. Anyway, so yeah, they've lost Foles. Um, and Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz, so may not be healthy. So they need another guy. Do you know they uh, might see... And Luis you... Perez might, might actually pull that through. Yeah, so we might actually see Perez play. There's no harm in that anyway. Uh, moving on, uh, Garrett Gilbert has gone to the Browns. Ah, uh, the quarterback from the Apollos. I love this move, to I love be honest. Move. You love this move? I do, because he, he also was the best in his... Uh, player position I yeah, oh, yeah absolutely no he was um so the fact that he has gone to a team that has a good starting quarterback already yes but has someone to sit behind and learn i like that move i think he's going to fit really well it's in the really neat. i think he's going to stay on the roster as well uh closing in on time the last one rashad rost the panthers he, who did he play was he hot shots was he a hot shot that player? sounds right yeah yeah, yeah yeah wide receiver hot shots yeah he's yeah. fine and he's, who's he gone to uh, we're out we're of time. Out. <laughs> so, so uh, forget you. I'm no. afraid I can't tell you. You'll have to look it up yourself. Look it up. Look it up. It certainly seems like if you're not the NFL, you've got no chance of doing this. I don't know, because I don't remember, um, if anyone's ever tried to do the AAF-like thing before or tried to do another league before. But certainly Vince McMahon tried to do it before That's with right. the XFL. And am I right in saying that he's trying to do it again, like a crazy person? Yeah, I'm going to put two minutes on the clock to tell you that you are spot on. He is trying to do it again. Do it. The XFL will launch in 2020. So they announced that they were coming back before the AAF even was an idea. Yes. Um, And Vince gave it more time to develop 2020 being the start date. So same kind of deal as the AAF starts immediately after the Super Bowl next year. Love it. Um but the, obviously now the fear is that they're not going to do very well because the spring leagues in general have never done well. Right. Uh, so and we've seen this fail in the AAF. Is this going to be just the same flash in the pan? I hope not. And I don't think so because 
because this is a returning thing, and the XFL has been a spring league before, yes, and it's fronted by Vince McMahon, who I, I don't know how many wrestling fans are listening, but Vince McMahon is probably the most stubborn mf'er on the planet. Yeah, 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 yeah. He isn't going to let this fail twice. No, you would imagine he he wouldn't, but and he sunk a lot of money. I would imagine he has he? he has sunk a lot of money. He anticipates sinking even more money. Wow! But um, recently, I'm not sure if this was confirmed or not, but the big rumor was. He has sold 272 million of WWE stock wow. to put into the XFL. This is so, serious. So he's serious. And the AAF closing down is probably a blessing for them because yeah, no competition there was, for it was a already a short playing player field. They yeah, had yeah, to yeah. get players from somewhere. So maybe Manziel gets another shot somewhere else. <laughs> oh, Manziel, I can't believe it. Do you know what? The best thing about I know we're on that kind of like, uh, it's not quite right, but Manziel, man, he just comes into it and the league folds. What rotten luck. What is this guy? This guy. I don't understand. It's just unbelievable. I don't know how he does it. But yeah, so I'm looking forward to the XFL. Yes, I'm looking forward to hopefully it lasting a bit longer than the AAF. Um, but uh, much like I was. Do you know how many teams there are going to be in the XFL? Has that been released or anything like it that? It has, but I've forgotten. I want to say it's around the 8 to 10 mark, same as... Hey, well, hopefully I can pick another team and be right again and it'll fold. Yeah. Maybe. We're out of time on that. Right, so free agency has been a massive thing and we've seen loads of moves all over the place. And one which is probably, I anticipate, being close to your heart, is the move uh, of Jordan Howard from your wonderful Bears... Yeah. Uh, to the Eagles. More moves to the Eagles. So you're losing Jordan Howard. Yeah. So can we put two minutes on the clock and tell me what you think about this move? Because like, he's not that great a player, I, as was my understanding of it. I completely disagree with you. <laughs> and I think this is a dumpster fire of a trade. Not from the Eagles' point of view. The Eagles have completely got the best end of this and yeah. have stolen it. But from the Bears' point of view, what are you doing? <laughs> so tell me about the deal, because what did they get then? Uh, I think it was a cup of coffee and a packet of crisps. Wow. Um, no, it was a 2020 sixth round draft pick. So, sixth so round? So basically nothing. nothing. And this is a player that is good. Okay. I don't care what, what you or anybody says. Okay. He's not on my, what I'll say like, is he's not on my radar for fantasy. No. Um, and it's because he doesn't score touchdowns as much as your your average kind of elite running back. Sure. But over the three seasons he's played at the Bears, he got 3,370 yards. Yeah. So that's, you know, averaging 1,000 yards a season. That's Great. perfectly fine. 20 touchdowns over that time. Yep. But he also received for 560 yards. No, one touchdown, so not really of note there. But those are solid numbers. Yeah, those, they are. Those are stats that you want on your team. He's a basic run it off the tackle kind of running back now but i mean he doesn't as my understanding not that i know very much about it but he doesn't really fit uh he doesn't really fit into matt Nagy's scheme no and that's what i was going to say but at the end of the day there is a point where that system fails and you're right. going to run up against a defense that knows this system and you've got to try something else so what harm is it for absolutely no no yeah, if you're not giving up, you may as well have, I mean, unless they've got some great plan for the draft where they're going to pick... Who have you got now? Like, Tariq Cohen? Tariq Cohen is the main guy, and they got... Oh, I can't remember his name. The guy from the Seahawks. Oh, um, wait, wait, Mike wait. Davis. Yeah, Mike Davis, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's okay, but... They pick someone up in the draft. Yeah. But that will cover that. In the what idea the that Bears they gave him away for absolutely no reason really irks me. I'm going to call a timeout. Oh, he's saying, there he is, there. Because <laughs> I'm not done ranting. He's not done. He's not done. So, again, if you, if you just want a guy that is going to run off the tackles, it's going to fit really well for the Eagles. 
But when the system goes wrong for Matt Nagy and it's you're playing against a team that is really good, like, I don't know, say the Patriots or sure. the Chargers, whoever, and they've worked out your system, surely you just want a guy that you can put in there and runs off the tackle, goes back to basics. Yeah, yeah. Because the guys that they've got, as much as I love them, Tariq Cohen, yeah. um, don't know much about Mike Davis, but I'm not Well, I had him, him briefly on my fantasy team and he was fine. Okay, yeah. And fine is probably what, what we'll get from him. Yes. May draft someone, but... They don't have without Jordan Howard. They don't have a big back who can just get it done. Yeah, and I don't know the exact number, but I feel like Jordan Howard was a kind of four and a half yards, five yards a carry kind of guy. A sure thing, which is what you want. You know what surprises me is that I mean, how many people have they got in the Eagles now? And I know it's really not anything, none of your concern, certainly. But I mean, they had they had like Jai over there, like Smallwood. They had they've got Sproles over there. They've just well, Sproles is considering whether he's actually going to play or whether he's going to retire like has uh jhi is i still think still a free agent yeah so they did need people and they have gone absolute steal i think jordan howard will fit perfectly into their system and will do very very well it's just from my aspect as a bears fan it's killing it's you. an absolute waste you can it's written all over your face it's uh greg olson being traded to the panthers all over again is that, sorry, is that something that happened? Did That's he go from a, the Bears? He went from the Bears. <laughs> I didn't know that. I had no yeah. idea. Um, he was like Jay Cutler's leading receiver, and they traded him because wow. he didn't fit. I can't remember who it was at the time. Like, might even be Mark Martz's system like, uh, so long ago. It's the guys, same kind of thing. Unbelievable. Alshon Jeffrey, gone. Oh, yeah. He went to the you know, Eagles as well. Just let the Do they just sell people the to the Eagles all the time? <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. So, and people were defending. Uh, general manager Ryan Pace for this kind of move, but no, I, I can't defend him. He was the third. He had the third most yards in the league last year behind Zeke Elliott and Gurley. Who? Jordan Howard? Yeah. Who had him on his team? Why did none of us... What's going on? Uh, my wife had him on, <laughs> yeah, on yeah, her yeah, fantasy that's, I, thought, I thought it was Karen. And was, and was the only, like, one of her only decent players. Wow. Do you know what? Maybe I'm confusing him with somebody else that I also thought was bad. Oh, um, Alex Collins, Baltimore Ravens. That was the person. He's also not that bad. Yeah, no, he's fine. They occupy the same kind of like second round, third round pick kind yeah. of territory. That the, all know, of the all of the first round running backs are gone, and I need to. And now I need to pick someone. someone. Well, I've heard of that guy. Do you know what? He might not be such a bad guy to pick. Actually, now that he's at the Eagles, yeah, I, I would be very tempted. Yeah. Yeah, I think your rant is uh, is well ranted. Yeah, I'll I'm just honest. take this last couple of seconds to calm myself back to down for a, the next have a silent here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so many um, so many free agency bits and so many teams which are looking to kind of retain the stars they already have, and none so much as the Seahawks uh, because Russell Wilson, as I understood it, laid a deadline down. He put his demands in. So put two minutes on the clock because we want to talk about this. I want to get your take on this. Russell Wilson's deadline and everything that happened. And did he get a deal? What's going on? Yeah, he did get a deal. Uh, of course he did. At, at the 11th hour, he put the deadline of the 15th of April uh, for the Seahawks to extend his contract. Ultimatums and, always work, right? And late late into the night, he, uh, in bed with his wife, put a video out saying, got my contract, cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Is that how Russell Wilson talks? That's how he talks I because never he's knew. actually from East London. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, he's extended his contract for another four years, which means he's there for five years now. Oh, he had one year left on his contract. Correct. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one hundred and forty million dollars, wow. making him the highest paid QB in the league, I believe. Wow. Uh, Sixty-five. I don't even think he's that good. No, um, I mean, I'm, oh, I'm kind of there I, with I, you. <laughs> um, 
but 65 million of that is just for scribbling his name on the contract. A signing That's his bonus. signing bonus. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so originally when we planned this podcast, this conversation was, you know, should he... Oh, should yeah, the yeah, yeah. What's going to happen? Yeah. But obviously, breaking news, this has happened. Yeah. And my answer was, no, they just don't cow to his demand at all. No. Because he, as a QB, is over 30 now. Yes. Uh, which is wasteland for some QBs, especially QBs of his kind of height, size, stature. Yes. Um, and I don't think he's, now that they've paid him all this money, I don't think he's worth that. So, I mean, do you think that Russell Wilson is worth all that money? Uh, I don't really, actually. I think maybe when he came into the league and um, I think he went to the Super Bowl over the Seahawks. It was pretty, pretty soon after he yeah. was there, signed, yeah. But... You know, I take every steer that I've got from a kind of a fantasy feeling and what I've seen on... He's not at all a good fantasy quarterback. No, I mean, he was apparently 18th in passing last year. He's throwing to Doug Baldwin, who I think is perennially injured, and Tyler Lockett, who's actually... I'm fine with Tyler Lockett, but it feels like he hasn't got the weapons. And no, I don't think he's got the arm. I don't think it's... I just don't don't really... I'm not that fussed about it. No, they should have traded him. Yeah. To the Saints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrong decision as far as I'm concerned, and that is... Time. That's time. Time, 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 time. Right, so let's move on to two of your favourite people in the whole wide fantasy world. Yes, Patrick uh, Mahomes and Saquon Barkley. Unfortunately not. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Antonio Brown and uh, Juju smith Oh, yeah, those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love those guys. I know you love those guys. Yeah, I do. Um, and now on separate teams, Antonio Brown has decided it's appropriate to call shots at Juju and they've responded to each other and it's been a whole thing. Yes. But uh, I don't care about the actual... EastEnders kind of banter of it. Uh, I want to ask you the question. Who do you think is going to be the leading receiver from those two in the 2019 season? Two minutes. Okay. Uh, do you want me to answer that question now or do you want me to like move along to it basically or just Whatever by my you working? Want, but, okay, well, I'll tell you what. I didn't really see the spat, as I say. that I, I, I understood it. I know you want to, don't want to get into it, but essentially um, it was my understanding that Antonio Brown's just like gone a little bit crazy and start throwing some shade and all that Juju's done is be cool as you like yes in response which shows I mean I have to say that really translates I think to something because there's this petulance to Antonio Brown which I think may well translate onto the field in a small way oh definitely do you know what I mean and you uh, there's something about the way you carry yourself professionally really has an effect you know and I, no, don't I mean think- one of one of these these zings that he tried to throw out was the fact that uh, Juju had sent him a private message on Instagram as he was coming into the league, asking him for advice. Antonio Brown thought that was a, a negative thing. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, anytime you try and get into a job you're trying to do, you're taking advice from people who have spent ostensibly at that point as, like, the number one receiver. And it's like, why would you not want to... So that whole thing just strikes me as, like, two different approaches to your work and the yeah. way you do that. So it's so just... Antonio Brown needs to eat his words now, right? Yeah. When Juju does better than him in yeah. 2019? Well, I think I suspect that, yeah, weighing it all up, because... It's a couple of things. I, I'm probably going to take a time out on this. I can just okay. see it coming. But um, let's look at this, right? Because let's look at last year's stats. Because Antonio Brown, 1,297 yards, 15 touchdowns, um, 12 and a half yards per reception for Antonio Brown. Solid. Which is really solid. 15 touchdowns is amazing. That's really, really solid. And then Juju, uh, 1,426 yards. So more yards. He had loads of big plays. Mm-hmm. Loads of big plays. And seven touchdowns. And I think 12.9 uh, yards per reception. So they're quite similar in terms... I had both players in my league, hence why I won the league and was a fantasy champion, um, which I occasionally... Mentioned number 674. <laughs> so I know these players really, really well. And um, 
I tell you what, can I call a timeout before my time is up? I yeah, don't even know how right, right. I'll call the timeout there. So we'll just like that, that spin up. But so I know these players quite well. And it's interesting to own both Steelers players as they were at the time, because having them both, I just slung them both on. And sometimes they would go through periods of like, you're like, come on, come on, come on, come on. Something's got to happen. And then Antonio Brown will bail you out with a touchdown. Did not happen so much with Juju. And there's often times where like, Nothing happened with Juju, and yeah. I was really unhappy. But he is. Let me just say, Juju's a real talent, an yes. excellent talent. He, with these long kind of deep passes, he has filled the role that Antonio Brown was supposed to do. Right? Yes, that's what Antonio Brown did. Now, my question here: there's a couple of things that break down for me. Is that if you're if you are not getting double covered because Antonio Brown is getting double covered, you are free to do whatever you want any old time. And I think with that, Juju was able to go and do his own thing. And this is how far he got like that. Now, if he's just a number one receiver, my question has to be whether he can do that on his own if he's the only game in town. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, so whether you, if you, especially if you're on fantasy, do you want to pick him up in the first round? Because that's probably where he'll go. End of first, probably. Start of the second if you're in 12-man league. And I just think that, do you want to take him at that stage and suddenly see him fall apart because there's other other weapons that have gone from the Steelers people that are opening up the pass game like you know Le'Veon Bell who's now gone Mm -hmm. and I know James Connors there but that whole kind of situation just makes me think is Juju got the stuff I think he probably does I think so but I think we need to temper our expectations now if you go over to now where did where did he go the Raiders Raiders. now I think the Raiders are not a tremendously good team and Antonio Brown is a good receiver but I don't think that he he's got Derek Carr throwing to him and they've lost Amari Cooper there and the the outlook I think is not bleak but not amazing no and if you're not getting into the end zone as much as you expect to get you know that's a great offense with ben roethlisberger and a great offensive line and i don't think they have that same situation so i mean the only frame of reference we have there is how the receivers did in oakland last year yeah exactly and the answer is not very good no well amari went to the cowboy cowboys and yeah. he was a they traded everybody of value yeah 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 um but so their leading receiver last year was Jordy Nelson, who is now has, retired, who's promptly retired. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Raiders do that to you, apparently. Yeah, apparently. But he only managed to amass seven hundred and thirty-nine yards and three touchdowns over the season, which, he, I mean, he wasn't a bad receiver. Yeah, I know that he didn't have Aaron Rodgers throwing to him anymore, but no. you'd expect him to do better than that. Yeah, and I just think that. You know, my feeling, my gut feeling says that Juju will do better. That's the answer to the question. I think Juju yeah. will do better. Um, but that's not to say that Antonio Brown will have a bad No, exactly. Time but I don't see either of them really going in the first round. I don't see... Ant- I mean, I'm talking about from a draft point of view. I don't see either of them going around in the first round. But I would pick Juju ahead of Antonio Brown. Oh, okay. And I think Juju will do better. I think that kind better. of answers the question. Really. It does. I think that's complete. And I think that's fine. And I, you know... And that's, it comes right back to that professionalism. I think that, you know, Antonio Brown's going to talk big and it's going to fall flat uh, in Oakland. We'll see how that plays. Moving to a completely different topic then. But uh, still on American football. Of course. Yes. Um, but also kind of slanting into other things. Yes. Uh, they finally, like a slant run. Finally, finally, finally have finished Tottenham Hotspur's stadium. Tottenham. Now, why is that relevant? Because it's also a purpose-built NFL stadium. This is amazing. So I'm going to put two minutes on the clock. Yeah. We're, we're just going to chat about this new stadium and how amazing it is, basically. Let me prefix this by saying that when I went to see a game at Wembley, when I'd never been to Wembley at all, and I stepped out from like the bit where you buy the food into the thing, I was suddenly blown away by new stadium. And I'm like, 
I've never seen anything like it. Never yeah. been. To, I don't go and frequent them. I, I felt the, felt this. I, I'm not a you know a, a kicky ball fan, so no. I've never been to to a live game in that aspect. So when I walked into Wembley and it was all kitted out with everything, and it's like, this yeah, is okay, amazing. this is awesome. But this place is going to be. They wanted it this year, uh, last year. Now they're going to get two games of NFL this year, this year, this coming year um, that we are in. At Tottenham, at the new stadium, it's going to look wonderful. And it's something else. Like, let me just tell you about yeah, some of this it. kind of stuff. So, the main thing that I think is really awesome is they can potentially have a Tottenham soccer game there and an NFL game on the same weekend. Right? How's that work then? Well, obviously, the problem with Wembley is that the NFL come in and rip up the pitch. And yeah, screwed, yeah, and they have right? to remarket. But that's not a problem for this new stadium because they have a regular grass pitch. As the Yes. The ball people call it yes. on the top. But you can retract that out, revealing an artificial this is NFL turf underneath. This is like, brilliant. All painted and ready to go. So, I mean, they knew that when they built this, they knew NFL was a big deal. Yes, it was part of the pitch. Um, like when Tottenham put this bid in to have NFL games, they were like, we're going to do it. We're going to make something that can bring a well, team yeah. in in the long and run. And God, I hope that the Bucks come there. That would be amazing. And I think that apparently there's a 10-year deal with the NFL for this. That's right. Yeah. Um, and as, as you say, two games this year. I really hope that that's the Bucks it's, and the Bears. That would, be, oh, yeah, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. And so this whole thing is designed in mind. They have separate locker rooms. Yeah. Yeah. They have soccer locker rooms. Uh, soccer rooms. And, <laughs> <laughs> and NFL locker rooms. Um, and then 62,000 people capacity i think which, i'm so excited about this yeah and i really really hope that we get to go i think i might just year. go whatever whatever's regardless and go see one of the games yeah, yeah. we are out of time but that is uh, it's very positive finally then we take a question from our listenership uh our friend and yours dan bestwick has sent oh, yes. us another question uh, and this one may get me ranting again we'll see uh, oh, really? Oh, no, I know what this is. Yes, of course. Uh, his question is, what are the challenges facing Matt LaFleur as the Packers' new head coach? And I'm going to let you start on this because I may take over otherwise. Yeah, okay, sure. Um, is Dan Bestwick a Packers fan? No, he's oh. a Chargers fan. He just really wants to know this, answer this question. Okay, so what, is the, what are the challenges facing Matt LaFleur? Yeah. Um, the challenges facing Matt LaFleur is singular challenge as Aaron Rodgers. Thanks for coming. <laughs> I mean, I just think the thing about this is that I think the challenges facing Matt LaFleur is largely the same challenge that faced um, Mick McCarthy. Yes. Because when Mick McCarthy was there, um, he was having to work on a situation with Brett Favre. Yes. And having to, he had know, to manage that transition between Favre and yeah. Rodgers and didn't do a very good job. So now we've got the same situation of managing a quarterback, but Matt LaFleur was has been a quarterback's coach for quite a long time now. Yeah. And so, I mean, he was under Sean McVay, uh, you know, uh, helping out kind of Jared Goff, as it were, at the, over at the Rams. And he was, he, he was responsible for helping out Matt Ryan over at the, when he had his 2016 MVP season. So he's got form. He's got a real form at that. And I think my feeling is when, you know, when you're the Packers who with respect to the bears should be a good team, should be a competitive, shouldn't be third in their division. Absolutely not. Yeah. You know, six and nine and one last season, and the responsibility lies with Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely, who's basically just getting sacked, fifth most sacked in the league last year. He's holding onto the ball too long, not throwing, not letting Luba loose. You need someone to come in. He's not living up to the hype of he is the elite quarterback that no. everyone thinks is. He, dare I say, it, is a little overrated. I because agree because he has been given receiver after receiver after receiver, and 
isn't getting it done anymore. No. So at that point, you've got to ask, what's the problem? It's probably him. Yeah, because I looked it up and I was like, oh, he doesn't have anybody. He's got like Devontae Adams. He's Yeah, and he had Randall Cobb for so long. Yeah. He may even still have Randall Cobb. Yeah. So no, that that excuse is gone. He's had good tight ends. Yeah. Uh, The offensive line is the only argument really, but players of his caliber should be able to play around that. And that is it. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is the problem. End of story, really. There's, there's the, that's it. That's so, the challenge. We'll see what happens with that. I mean, you don't care. You know. I don't care. I hope he hope gets he... driven into the ground. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that is literally everything we're going to talk about today. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, and tell someone about it. If you're into the NFL or other kind of AAF, Based XFL stuff, which may any, happen. Any, any kind of American football that isn't of, the NFL, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. can find it. Um, we will talk about it. If you've got questions, if you've got suggestions, we will talk just like Dan Bestwick. Thanks very much uh, for suggesting a question. We will answer it. We'll talk about it. I don't care. So tell a friend, listen in, and we're going to talk next time about the draft, about the 32 teams and what they're going to pick in that first round. And we're going to talk about people. Yeah, we're going to go through and do it. We're going to love it. Meticulously. So, so from me, Alex, and from Jez. Yo. Um, we'll speak to you next time. 